Okay, welcome guys. This is Wrestling Fair Time Podcast. I'm Alex Garland. Jamie Wilcox, hello. Um, it's been a few weeks since our last podcast. A lot of stuff is happening in uh, WWE and the wrestling world at large at the minute. Um, we're going to go straight in because we've got a nice segment to cap it off for you today uh, regarding everyone's favourite heel. Hey-o. Okay, true. Baron Corbin? Okay, true. Jericho? Okay, true. <laughs> no, okay. Everyone's favourite heel of 2015. Hey-o. Okay. <laughs> okay, we've got a good segment about Seth freaking Rollins. Oh! Yeah, coming up for you. Um, but before that, we're going to touch on three main things. We usually do a three bad, three good, um, but there's a lot of bad and good in everything. Not a whole minute. lot of bad right now. Yeah, yeah. So we're just going to reflect upon the, the three main things that are happening in WWE and wrestling at large at the minute. Oh, before we start, can yeah. I tell my jokes? Yeah, so Jamie had some jokes that, what was the word you used? You pioneered? Yeah. Yeah, so Jamie thinks that making up a joke is too childish of a term, so he pioneered these jokes. Yeah. Um, you were the architect saying, of these jokes. That's right. I've been the Seth Rollins in my household. Um, my fiance has really enjoyed this joke. First one more so than the second one, which may be the trend. First fiance, second fiance? That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the cats as well. Pickle really enjoyed this first one. So... Let me uh, let me ask a question. This is the joke. Do you know who I'm a huge fan of? Who? Tyler Breeze. Fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I mean, the premise of the joke is sound, but I think the pun needs to be better. That's a lazy pun. It's not. Um, I uh, was had the fan on last night. It's been very, very warm, very humid, stormy. And I had the fan on, and uh, that's kind of what led into it. There was one where Sophie was lying there the other night and she was, she was very hungry and she was rumbling. And I was just like, wow, oh, no. you're very hungry. And I was like, do you know what, Matt, wrestling match, you'd be great in? Or rumble. No, no, I've got, I've got a better one. I, I'm oh, you got try. a better one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's my yeah. house. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I'm really feeling uh, Tyler Breeze in a minute. He, I, you know, he's really blown me away. I, I, no, no, that doesn't. Breezes no, don't blow no, you away. No, that, that doesn't make sense. I was going to say, I'm, I, guess, I, guess, I guess you could say I'm a big fan, but if I'm the fan, <laughs> why am I being blown away? <laughs> no, that was my joke. I just said I was a big fan of Tyler Breeze. No, but I was That's trying the to... same part. I was trying to make it more anecdotal. I just flipped the quote round. <laughs> okay, what's the second joke? Right, okay. Do you know who's really got star written all over him? Apollo Cruz. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, Stardust. <laughs> Do you know who's a, a big star? Stardust. i got a feeling Apollo Crews is going to be pushed to the moon. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> so anyway. right. He won't let's, be pushed to the moon. Let's get started with um, our first news item of the day. Did you like them? The jokes, four out of ten. I'm going to Bret Hart your jokes. <laughs> <laughs> four out of ten. Um, okay, so the first bit of news that we've got at the minute, all I've got written down here is uh, NXTNA. So why don't you explain the phenomenon that is NXTNA? Okay, so I'm eating tortilla chips. So uh, WWE NXT signed Samoa Joe. That was the first big signing where the guy kept his name, kept his gimmick. We were really, really shocked. Everyone was going to... Everyone Tonga Tom was going to walk out. Or Joey Samoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> So it really started the trend, and from Tonga there, Tom. <laughs> the thing is, Mojo is not even alliterative. Why Tonga? No, Tom? yeah. <laughs> um, so it really started the trend. We've had Nakamura, Styles, 
uh, Aries, even guys like Organo, Champa. Um, and then this week on NXT, Eric, Eric Young shows up. EY. Which is good and bad. Eric Young has never been my favourite. Um, I felt like he was pushed in TNA because there wasn't a whole lot of other talent at the time and he'd been there for a long time. And I felt like Eric Young's initial push when he was world champion was made to mirror Daniel Bryan. My earlier memories of Eric Young was when he had that gimmick where he was like really socially nervous and mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yeah. Don't yeah, fire do you Eric. That? Yeah. And then uh, the what, pyro what would go sorry? off. What, Eric? There was the don't fire Eric yeah. bit, which yeah. was after um, the stable he had, the uh, Canadian one. The name is escaping Isn't me. It just like Team Canada. Team Canada. Yeah. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, it was so obvious it yeah. was. And then, remember. Yeah, then, he, then he had the, the pyro and he would like <gasps> flinch when the pyro yeah. would go off. And yeah. he had the Prince Justice Brotherhood uh-huh. with Curry Man and Shark Boy. Uh-huh. And he was super Eric. Um, I think Eric Young is really good. I enjoy his promos. I um, love how his, his voice just looks like he's just like smoked through a pack of 40 within the yeah. last like 60 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so the signing of Eric Young is a really interesting one to me. He's not a guy that I would have thought that they would just flat out sign. I thought that He'd be a guy they'd bring in for the tapings, kind of like they I know that there was speculation that Storm was going to be signed. Didn't end up happening, went back to TNA. Well, that's because they offered him a buttload more of money, and he probably thought, that's all right, I'll go back and wrestle with my buddy Bobby Roode, Who's, who yeah. is now pretty much is a done deal, I think. You, well, you know, WWE NXT Twitter account posted that he's going to be on the yeah. UK tour. Yeah. They, they took it down. Mm-hmm. But I mean, come on, he's been signed. Let's let's yeah, 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 you know, sure. he appeared at Takeover Dallas. He's he's on the roster. Yeah. So the so, trouble now is you've got Samoa <laughs> Joe. Got for Storm though. I do and I don't. He had a pretty good singles run in TNA. You've got Samoa Joe. You've got <clears throat> Austin Aries. You've got Eric Young, Bobby Roode, and it is turning into NXT TNA. A lot of people are saying this online, and I do understand that. My concern is that the talent that's being pushed up through guys like <laughs> Elias Sampson, guys like Ty Dillinger are being given positions where they're being beaten by these established people elsewhere, I don't really see the need for it. I'm not saying that Austin Aries shouldn't go over a Ty Dillinger, but at the same time, I don't think Ty Dillinger beating Austin Aries should be unthinkable. No, not at all. Because they have come into t- to NXT just like Ty Dillinger. You set the precedent for how talented someone is, where their position should be on the card. Ty Dillinger's been there for a couple of years now getting himself over Austin Aries has had some hype and he walks in from elsewhere. But just want to make a quick point. Have you noticed on NXT just this past week's episode, the camera angles that they're using were really like cinematic and like they were like panning around the ring, like particularly in Ty Dillinger's entrance. Yeah. I thought that they used loads of different cameras that I haven't done before. And if that's something they're experimenting with the main roster, I think it, I just thought it looked really, really cool, the presentation of it all like as a TV product. Yeah, I love the presentation of the change on the main roster. Sometimes (laughs) I get a little bit... I mean, this is why I like the live specials. Yeah. Because it's just slightly different feel. Yeah, Yeah. it feels fresh. So, bad in the sense that I don't want to see these guys not getting the TV time that they would have had a year ago before these names came into the company. Um, And I don't really want to see it as a rehash of things they've already seen in TNA. Um, But at the same time, it is good for business overall. Because it means there's somewhere else for these guys to go. And I don't think anybody thought that anybody from TNA would be featured prominently on any WWE programming, NXT, or otherwise. Ever. So the fact that they're embracing this, the fact that when Eric Young came out, Corey Graves said, this is a guy who's been paranoid, he's been crazy, he's been, uh, you know, just kind of rattling off the gimmicks that he's had in TNA. 
they're almost carrying on with that canon. That's a huge thing, I think. Well, it's like when uh, Christian re-debuted on WWECW and Matt Stryker called out uh, on the commentary table like this moment just became instantly classic. <laughs> yeah, I think Stryker that... probably got a bollock in for that. If anyone even knew what the instant classic was. Yeah, yeah, true. But, it, it, but it's... While that was a kind of a little nod to the kind of smart wrestling fans, this is like specifically for anybody that's watching the product. It's going, this is the kind of character that he's portrayed. I think that's really cool. So it means that people from TNA can come in and it's it's not like they've got this TNA stank. Yeah. There's no stigma attached to it. Which must be kind of alarming for TNA to think, shit, they're actually embracing guys that we've created with the same look, same gimmick, nothing's changed. They brought people in. And they're not going to be on the main roster. Anybody who keeps their name, with the exception of AJ Styles, and maybe Samoa Joe or Nakamura, anyone like an Eric Young is never going to be on the main roster. I don't even think Austin Aries is going to be on the main roster, personally. No. But <clears throat> the, the only person that I would not be totally surprised if they made their way up to the main roster is Joe. Yeah, for sure. But he yeah. was kind of the AJ Styles of NXT, that sort of deal. We were yeah. like, wow, this is a real shock. First guy come in to use his own name. So having somewhere else they can go can only be good for competition. Because it means that if TNA don't want to lose their talent, they can't be complacent and think, well, they're not going to end up in WWE. So they're going to have to step up their programming. Which in turn means that NXT has to step up. I mean, I just think having different places for talent to go is going to be better for the product overall across the whole thing. Because it also means that you're not going to, like, someone's not going to leave TNA and they're just going to appear in the Indies. They're just going to appear in Ring of Honor. Places like that are going to have to fight for those kind of talents. Yeah, it's just... I question the logic of doing that when NXT... Is its main purpose is supposed to be a developmental territory for the WWE main roster. Well, I and, don't and, know if it is anymore. I yeah, think I, I think mean, it you is. Always and it say isn't. You, you have the two sides of NXT. You yeah. have you have the house show brand, which does feature a lot of people that aren't on NXT TV mm-hmm, yet, mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the TV brand, which is the main stars. Mm-hmm. Um, there is there is well, there's not some truth to that. That is true. That is, that is what happens. There sure. are there, there are different groups of people, and you. You see, like, from live event reports, we were seeing the name No Way Jose on the match cards for mm-hmm. months. And now, he's on uh, NXT TV. I mean, I goddamn hate his gimmick, but he, now he's on NXT TV. Um, but it's just annoying when you see people who've been down there for a long time that when people like <clears throat> Balor and Breeze and that class of NXT, when they moved on, or, well, it looks like Balor's coming back now, but um, when that sort of group of people moved on, you would have thought that it would have been somebody like Dylan just turn. He's like, mm-hmm. cool, I'm up next sort of thing. But it never Not so happened. much anymore. Yeah. It's, it's changed. Like it's changed a lot. In the pattern, I think 2012, when it began, think of the situation NXT was in. I think that in some respects, it's really good having these two separate NXT brands because it means that anybody that's on TV, because it's such a prominent brand, yeah. it's one of the main uh, bits of programming on the network the acts that are on there are going to be more polished because they've had a lot of live crowd exposure, the time to tweak gimmicks um, and practice it. Yeah. So when they get onto TV, they're going to be given a spot because there's so many people. So you're not going to get people just, you know, like maybe Corbin when he first arrived with that gimmick, the Lone Wolf gimmick, maybe he wasn't ready to be on TV. Maybe he's someone who could have benefited from being at the live shows a little bit, bit more in this sort of like the way that it's split. But I, um, yeah, I, the good side of it for me is it's really cool for us wrestling fans to see talent like Eric Young 
and see those matches, him with WWE-type guys as well. It's just really interesting for us. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, part of me wonders if it's going to be at the detriment of developing stars. Right. And maybe it's just a case of they're going to go through this period because there's, it's going to be a point where they're going to run out of um, well-established people like an Eric Young, like a Bobby Roode, um, like an Austin Aries. There's not many people within that age bracket anymore that haven't appeared in NXT. Eventually that has to run its course. You know, yeah. you can't have people like that forever. There's only so many of them that have been featured prominently on other television shows. It's true. So... <laughs> It's not going to happen forever, and I'm hoping that the talent that's there as well is being used well behind the scenes to um, impart wisdom and experience on these other people yeah. that are either below them on the card or have not been in the business for somewhere as long. Because I think you've got a 16-year pro, uh, I think, in Austin Aries, maybe even longer than that. But been all over the world. Yeah, all these different, these different um, promotions, um, all sorts of different talent, Hall of Famers, other massive stars that have been in WWE, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, Cesaro, all those guys. He was in the mix, yeah. R- uh, ROH, in that time frame, you know. Yeah, Samoa right, Joe right. as well. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's very much a wait-and-see thing. Um, but I enjoy NXT as a product, and it is cool having someone like No Way Jose come in where you've got all these prominent names, um, but he's still featured on yeah. the show. The other thing about NXT is it's only 45 minutes, um, so you also get this thing where you don't see the same stars every week. Yeah, that's Nakamura's true. not on every single week. Yeah, I like that. So they can kind of rotate talent and it's not quite as hectic. That's cool. Right, so on to, uh, on to number two, which is the recent Black Friday that WWE <laughs> had. I mean, apparently there's more firings to come. Yeah, I've There heard was that as well. just a, a batch of firings. Um, I think the, the list of names is just off the top of our head. So we've got Sandow, Damien Sandow, R.I.P., yeah. Um, we've got Hornswoggle and El Torito. Fair um, enough. We've got uh, Cameron. Yeah, um, fair enough. And I think she'd really improved. I kind of enjoyed her recent stuff on NXT. Maybe not to the same standard, yeah. but I actually thought she'd improved a lot. She'd obviously spent time um, trying to hone the craft a lot. And she even said this in the blog post that she'd spent, like at her expense, she'd had a wrestling coach. She'd been taking acting classes um, to work on the promos. She was dedicated to doing it. But she didn't pull it off? No, unfortunately um, not. Who else? You wonder if her um, commenting the on the Ryback situation oh, yeah, maybe led to it. Without a doubt. Um, but then, you know, you make your bed, learn it. True, true. Um, I mean, <clears throat> while I'm getting up the list, why don't we... Well, first of all, we heard that Summer Rae was... Uh, yeah, it was, was a fake account. It was a fake Twitter account. account. Right, Which okay. I'm happy about. I like Summer Rae. I'm happy that she's still there. I think she's... I thought she was a great valet for Tyler Breeze. I really enjoyed it. When we saw them live, yeah, yeah. it was so entertaining. Yeah, said, Tyler Breeze was absolutely great. So, yeah, I really oh, enjoyed King that. King Barrett, Alex yeah, Riley, yeah. Santino Morella. Riley, um, yeah, not such a big deal for me personally, but I actually enjoyed his promo on NXT quite a lot. The way that he was talking about Nakamura, yeah. he's like, I'm like double his size, I'm going to punch him in the face. What do you think is going to happen? And yeah. I was like, oh, and that's Zepp really cool. Coulter, yeah, fair enough. Um, it's a shame, really, because Dutch Mantel is obviously such a storied name in the wrestling business. You'd think that they'd find a place for him backstage or somewhere in NXT with production or promo classes or an Asian or I don't know. Hey, maybe yeah, not. I think maybe they, they'd have they have that team. They don't need yeah. another one. Like, yeah. Um, but, um, shame in some respects, <laughs> but him coming back uh, with Dario was weird. Dario's had a really strange kind of return so far. But I yeah, 
I'd seen only for Zeb Cox or Jack Swagger's not featured prominently. I wouldn't even be surprised if Jack Swagger got released. Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, and, you know, the negative part of this is someone like Sandow, I will never understand why they released him. He got himself so over, and I feel so sorry for the guy. It's Zack Ryder all over again, but even worse in some respects. Because at least Zack Ryder's still on the roster, and he had that moment recently. Yeah, no, that's very true. Sandow never had his moment. He got himself really, really over. He was given a bunch of shit gimmicks. He had that terrible, terrible feud with Ziggler where he was like doing the the mimicking people. And then he did it with The Miz and he just got that thing over. It was hilarious. And the pop he even had at this year's WrestleMania when he ran in the ring with Shaq and Big Show was huge. 100,000 people. You're not going to take that as like a, a... uh, you know, it's like a, a portion of your audience. Like that, hundred thousand people is a pretty good. Uh, what's the word for it? Like control group, almost. Yeah. Of like yeah. your audience. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I I understand that there's like the people that travel to WrestleMania are probably going to be more hardcore fans. There's probably a hundred thousand people who would spend that much money on WrestleMania and go. But, but at the same time, that's your biggest audience you go to all year. So if that's your biggest audience, that shouldn't matter. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's always surprising when somebody that we know as hardcore fans would be popular with on our, within our sphere. And um, casually, because yeah. it's not like he didn't have mainstream appeal. Yeah, true, true. He, he was right, over with everyone. Yeah, he had the right build. But, yeah. But, uh, hey, and Barrett, of course, uh, released from his contract. Yeah, no one's surprised. Um, we did a whole is, podcast on Barrett. It's yeah. such a waste of potential. Um, I mean, he, we're really going to miss he, Barrett. He's taking a break from wrestling. He, he posted a, like a blog post about it. He's taking a break from wrestling. Um, and... He says he's going to be returning soon. Um, so who that may be for, we don't know. I tell you what, it'd be really damn cool to see him pop up in ICW. Yeah. If he if he goes back to Britain, yeah, pull a Galloway and just like go like really go back to your grassroots. Yeah, that would be could, really cool. Yeah, I could see Barrett being a big deal anywhere that he goes. I even think uh, he doesn't have immediate New Japan written on him but I think that he could work very well in New Japan eventually yeah. I think it may take some kind of tweaking here and there he'd just be but, a big guy Jim like, but that's the thing he's yeah. such a big guy yeah, and he's so lean and, he, and his, his style has been pretty physical um, yeah I'll, I'll, always, I'll always be sad I was watching some uh, network replays some Smackdown replays just going through uh, 2012 and Barrett is right there in the main event. He's like main eventing with Orton like week after mm-hmm. week. They're in like a really interesting program having like no DQ matches, like full count anywhere matches. That was my favourite um, feud that he was he was in during mm-hmm. his tenure. Um, is that when he kicks Orton down the stairs or he chucks yeah. him down the stairs? Yeah. Or? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's a real shame. Oh, wow. I suppose, yeah, negative that talent goes, the positive side of it is that there's a lot of talent that's been sat around on the roster for a long time being misused and then being brought back when needed. Uh, Swagger is probably a good example of that with Del Rio at the end of last year. Well, the thing is, though, I think you, you almost have to think of WWE in the same way you think of NXT in that if you think about when WWE goes on the road, overseas especially, they split it into two tours so they can mm-hmm. cover more ground. So the TV talent, the top-tier talent, whether it's you know opening the show mid-card or end of the show, that they're all the top tier talent. Mm-hmm. They get split into two. And you still got to fill out the undercard, and that's where you get people like Fandango, and you get Jack Swagger. You know, somebody's got to fill out a four-hour dance card mm-hmm. on a split roster. So they, I think it's almost like that NXT paradigm that you mentioned there. Yeah, and, no, like, no, I know what you, you mean. Know, yeah. They're probably still getting paid very well. Oh yeah, no, and yeah. there's superstars. There's main event. 
I'm not saying all these guys should be released if they're not prominently featured on Raw or SmackDown. Not everybody has to be a main eventer. But at the same time, people get tired of the same acts, especially if there's no reason to root for somebody. I know Jack Swagger's not going to win. I'm not the only one who knows that. The kids know it. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah that, that's when it's a bad thing, when you can just predict the outcome of the match. Just Not because like they're up against somebody that is so much higher than them on the card that obviously they'll lose. It's not like Swagger versus Cena in 2016. Oh, obviously he's going to lose because he's facing Cena. Mm-hmm. It's obviously he's going to lose because he's Swagger. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the, that's the difference. Yeah. And Ziggler was very close to getting into that situation himself. And in some respects, he's, he's, he's pretty there. much there. Yeah, he is I there. mean, I, I love his work with Corbin at the moment, but I know that we've always spoken about Ziggler being one of those kind of in-between guys who, who missed that opportunity. Yeah. wasn't in that new wave of stars. was kind of the old style from some OBW through yeah. FCW. Um, he's not been through NXT. He's just kind of there. Yeah. He's, not gonna be, uh, he's never going to be a world champion again. Oh, imagine Ziggler showing up on NXT. I want to see it. People would pop to fuck, though. Don't give a fuck. Do not want to see it. <laughs> like, I just have no interest in Ziggler. I find him pretty boring. Um, his program with Corbin at the moment is really cool. But then that's when Ziggler's been at his best, when he's fighting from underneath. Yeah. Um, and because he's scrappy. And he can just bounce around the ring for Corbin. It makes Corbin look yeah. fucking incredible. Well, speaking of Corbin, this is the last item on our list. Um, and that is the quote-unquote new era that WWE is in. Um you know, whilst it is a marketing term that they are now using now, you know, it's, you know, it's almost it gets, trademarked. Yeah, it gets thrown around but, too um, much. This is the new era. Yeah. It's like a soundbite every time, yeah. and it does great on but me it, a little. But, it, you know, they payback, the first pay-per-view of the new era. But it is definitely a term that they're using in-house. But It's, it's great they're embracing that. Yeah, true. Because, um, it, I mean, it's really, really exciting. You know, you've got Corbin up on the main roster on Raw, like every other week, on SmackDown every other week. You've got Apollo And the Cruz. dude's killing it. Yeah, yeah. Corbin is killing it. Cruz, not so much. But yeah, Corbin is killing it. He's fine in his position right now. Cruz just, just needs a gimmick. Yeah, true. He doesn't really have much of a gimmick. He's, he's a great just, wrestler, great in the ring, but Black he Cena. needs... And not, yeah. and not in the way that Darren Young was Black Cena, where he was just like a negative of John Cena. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just kind of white meat baby face. Yeah, he's fine. What, I mean, where else would he be right now? Yeah, it's fine just to let him have a slow burn. There's enough new talent being pushed prominently that Apollo Crews can be on the main roster squashing people, having good matches, and then eventually he will kind of rise to the top. Yeah, that's It's true. just a waiting game with that one. Uh, for the new era, yeah, it's I'm really loving Raw right now. And yeah. SmackDown. Yeah. Paper, I thought Payback was fucking fantastic. Yeah, I don't understand any negative criticism of that pay-per-view. I think it's all just uh, very Reigns-heavy. Before we came on the air, I know I said to you that I don't mind Reigns being the champion. Reigns isn't someone that I believe in particularly, and I don't love his character. Recently, been booked so much better. This deal oh, with yeah, AJ absolutely. is really interesting, really yeah. well done. But aside from that, Reigns' character, not that bothered. I'm fine with Reigns being the, the guy if the undercard is exciting, if there's other talent on the show, Which if is. the rest of it is entertaining. Because then it's yeah. not all on his shoulders. And I think that that's the thing it had been up to recently and it's not fair. Like, I actually feel sorry for the guy because if he's put in a position where this is what you have to go out and do, oh, and by the way, we're not bothering with the rest of the show. It's literally all on you. If people don't like you, they're probably not going to like the entire show. Yeah. It's kind of unfair. Yeah, no, that's true. So the fact that there's now a lot of other talent being pushed up through doing so well, it eases the pressure on Reigns and I actually feel like he's he's performed so much better and maybe that is due to that. 
maybe it's just that there's this team like mentality the, now where it's the like, is off a bit. yeah, like I might be the face of the new era, but I'm not the only one trying to hold down the fort here. Yeah, no, that's um, true. That's true. I feel like everything's just clicked much better. The writing's been more consistent. It's been really interesting. The character's been developed from the start of the show to the end of the show. Yeah. You know, you've had, like, like this week, Kaz versus Jericho in the main event. Yeah. For Raw. Being That's Kaz huge. That's Chris huge. Jericho. You know? And I think yeah. Kaz is going to be a massive star. Oh, yeah. The dude's size alone makes him yeah. so marketable. And I think Enzo... His, his body type reminds me of JBL, if JBL was in much better shape. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got very wide hips. Yeah, yeah. And like very the, wide the hips. kind of the... They're like not moves, but they're like undefined, big, yeah. like massive, kind of muscle. big show esque. To be fair, yeah, like yeah. when he was wearing the trunks. Yeah. It's, uh, um, Enzo, obviously, like that's something we I know we're talking like we haven't spoken about this since payback. That injury was scary as fuck. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, um, always a shame to see a legit injury, especially when two recent NXT call ups. Having their first pay per view match against each other, yeah, it was it was a cool moment for all involved until Enzo went down. But the thing is, people still popped for Enzo. Like when he was getting carried out, people were chanting for Enzo. When the dude is over, yeah, great sympathy vote as well. Yeah, I think if anything is actually going to help the act. And I really, really like. I'm excited to hear what he says when he comes back. Oh, I just yeah. wanted, like, I'm really yeah. excited for that moment. Can't and wait I think, for Smack Talker Skywalker to come yeah. back. And it's really cool for Kaz to get this kind of single spotlight. I really like that the Vaud villains said what they said, just really yeah. pounced on it. And I was like, yeah. ah, yes, thank fuck yeah. for that. They were really relentless with it. Yeah, I like how they're doubling down on them as heels because I feel like I, I didn't really respond to them as babyface tag champs. In I NXT. fucking hated that. Yeah. The Vaud villains. It made no sense to me, Blue Pants. No. Really didn't like it. Was not um, no, I didn't really. But that's because the gimmick in NXT, it's such a, like a 1920s throwback gimmick. It's so fucking smarky. Yeah. That the, the people like us, the NXT fans, they're going to be like, this is so entertaining if you're heels. Yeah. Whereas that's not going to have the same effect on the main roster because there's people who are literally like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, true. And, and the um, thing is, you've got to remember who they were. They were up against Blake and Murphy. Yeah. So, who were really good heels oh, I miss them I, on yeah, NXT I, what the fuck's yeah, going on yeah I kind of feel really sorry for them because they've not been released they're not on TV they've kind of been relegated to the live show circuit yeah I, I don't know why because I really enjoyed them they're as champions the team. they would have been good, a good call up I personally yeah, think but hey really so new up. era um, yeah I'm really enjoying I mean, it I'm, I'm, actually if Enzo comes back and if Enzo yeah. for like I really hope this doesn't happen but if he wasn't able to wrestle because uh, of concussions or anything, then he'd be such a good manager. Oh, yeah. In fact, I hope he comes back early to manage Kaz and be his mouthpiece while he's still recovering. Yeah. That'd be sick. Yeah, that'd be really good. Because then you could also have um, a heel just be like, I'm going to you know, I'm gonna attack you. And he's, and then Kaz is, like, has to come to his rescue. Be yeah. out of the guy. Sympathy for that. Yeah. Heel on the heat. Yeah, yeah. Heat on the heel. <laughs> be really good. Um, but one of the issues with the new era, though... Um, Steph. What the hell is with that? I mean, A. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, on this week, on this week's Raw, she was like playing babyface against Jericho. Jericho like finds her in the backstage and was like, we can stop this new era, you and me. We we go way back. We go way back. And if by, if when Jericho says we go way back, he means making jokes about how she was a giant whore back on SmackDown in 2000, then yes, they do go way back. But he's trying to like hatch a plot to like stop the new era, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, and then Steph, and Steph is like being a total like babyface. It's like, don't you air 
don't you ever try and drive a wedge between me and my brother. This is the same brother that she was trying to, like, get fired. And, no, no, I think this like, is part of the storyline. I think she's, it's, you know, because Ambrose was like, I don't buy this, by the way. I don't buy this new staff. You're still the same staff. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So I think something's going to happen. Um, but it's interesting promoting it as a new era, but still having kind of that Steph heel. I mean, I mean, not right now, I suppose, because yeah. she's she's acting babyface. But having that as kind of central theme, I but think, maybe like, this is it. Maybe we're supposed to be think we're supposed to be thinking like this doesn't feel right. Maybe I'm being worked. Yeah, <laughs> but a spark being worked. Who would have thought it? But if we just run down like the recent call-ups that we've got in all positions on the card, like you've got the tag champs scene, you've got Vaud Villains, and you've got Enzo and Cass. If we think about the um, US title scene, you just had the uh, Battle Royal with all of the call-ups in there. You had Apollo Crews, you had Tyler Breeze, you had Baron Corbin. And Corbin and Ziggler had that nice little moment that they kind of worked through their program within that. Yeah. Um, I mean, Kalisto's the US champion, yeah, which is yeah, really Kalisto's cool. Yeah, Kalisto's the US, obviously, who's a call-up. I mean... Hopefully, Rusev is going to bulldoze the shit out of Kalisto uh, when he gets so the So fucking shot. happy that yeah. he's, he's back on his own. Because I was very Lana's worried by his Rusev. side. And Rusev is in incredible shape. He's lost dude, a lot of weight. Dude, he he's looks bulked up massive. and slimmed down. Yeah. He looks really good. He does. Um, he does. Fair and then, if, moving on, if we look at the IC title scene, we've got KO and Zayn up in the mix there. Um, and I fucking love the IC title scene at the mm. moment. I love it. I am such a fan. I love the way that their stories are all interweaving. They've all issues with each other. I love Maurice's involvement in it. I, just, I love the fact that you've got KO, you've got Zayn, and you've got Cesaro. Three of the biggest internet darlings in the company at the moment. Who do they put in there with them? The Miz. Like, that <laughs> is the ultimate. I love just, it. Yeah, it's fucking I love incredible. It it's all the internet darling, you know, like, masses of their craft wrestlers versus the ex-reality show star, The Miz, who is the holder of the gold. And he's like the, he's like like squirming away from everyone all the time. He's cheating to win. The three of them are chasing it, and he's like... I think the whole thing's absolutely brilliant. I, yeah. th- I Honestly, it's my favourite IC title feud in uh, a, long, a long, long, long time. long, 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 time. long time. Um, I, I, yeah, it, it's been really good. Really, really good. Um, I'm a fan of... The Miz when he has something like this to do, dude, he's he must so be, good right he now. He must be really happy because this is the most important he's been in a good number of years now. Yeah, he's always been good on the mic, and before we we were sort of championing the idea of him just being a heater, for yeah, just being a manager or, or being a commentator or something like that. But the minute fully, fully no, down with dude, it, dude, yeah. I don't want to see him lose that championship yeah. for a while. I want this to just continue. I want there to be offshoots things. I yeah. want Zayn and Cesaro to get into yeah. it and something yeah. to happen. The yeah. beef between them, you know, I just, I yeah. I, I can't wait to see what they're going to do with the four of them at Extreme Rules because surely it has to be a fatal four way. Yeah, I think so. Rules. I yeah. honestly, I think this is absolutely great, and you can yeah. add people, other people into the mix. Yeah, and all the while you're keeping the Zayn and Owens thing alive without blowing your load on it. Mm. I thought it was really interesting that uh, KO beat Zayn clean. Yeah, Zayn didn't look bad for it though. He, he looked great in that loss. And he didn't oversell like he does sometimes. No. He didn't completely ragdoll. Three pop-up power bombs in that match, just stiff as fuck. Zayn's just got a really good way of selling that pop-up power bomb. When he fucking stiffs him, yeah. he, he literally goes stiff. Like yeah. He's just like, uh, like, he just yeah. spikes into the ground. It looks so like, oh that. my God, he's really hurt. Yeah. You know, because as a move, a powerbomb has been very, very overused. There's a lot of people use it for a finisher. Yeah. And a pop up powerbomb, like when he first did it in NXT, I was like, okay, it's not a package power driver. Yeah. But it's it's cool. Yeah. And I didn't know how well it would translate to the main roster. 
hit that one on Mark Henry and I was sold. Oh, yeah, when he hit it on Mark Henry, I was like, holy fuck, shit. Fuck. Yeah. I was sold. But now with <laughs> Zayn as well, I think that he just, he makes that finisher so important. Yeah. It's just such a, like, it's just such a dead stop. So just true. the force. Yeah, it's just really, really cool. So, New Era, and then really we, enjoying it. We have we have to talk about the main, or well, just mention it, the main event scene. Obviously, we've got Styles oh, and Anderson and Gallows. Dude, it's so surreal like, still. Even seeing Styles in WWE, for me, is so surreal. It's been the best part of five months now. Yeah. Four months, definitely. Uh, it's it's so surreal. Um, but I'll never understand the loss of Mania to Jericho. Not really. I mean, I know that it's because he was created elsewhere and Jericho's a WWE talent. But maybe just maybe they thought they needed Jericho for a bit longer, and he said, "I'll stick around if you give me the W." I don't honestly that. think Jericho would say that. I think yeah, he would be happily put true. over AJ. True. The dude's put over everybody. Put, put over Evan Bourne. True. You know, I think that it was probably because uh, Ambrose needed someone to work with after Mania, and after working with Brock, you don't want to work with the loser Jericho. Yeah. AJ's going to the main event. Maybe he can bounce back quicker. He can pin Jericho the next night. We need someone strong for Ambrose to feud with for a couple of months until someone else is available. I think that's probably the rationale. I think it's more while they figure out what to do with Ambrose. Yeah. Um, but I'm absolutely loving the AJ Reigns feud at the moment. I love the involvement of Anderson and Gallows with the Usos. I really dig Reigns with the Usos. I think that there's just a real organic... Because the family, when they're talking to each other, you just feel like it's, it's just legit, it's real, yeah, yeah. it's are forced. Uh, yeah, I really dig the whole thing. I dig the fact that AJ, that there's a case for AJ to not have a clue any of this stuff's going on, for him to be completely babyface and just not able to control the other guys because he can't control them because they do what the fuck they want. And then there's totally like a reason for Reigns to be like, dude, I don't believe you. You know, like um, he, he's going to hit Reigns with the chair and he's like, no, no, I'm not doing it. And then he puts the chair down. The Usos come in, swing at AJ, <laughs> and then AJ gets the chair and then he levels the Usos yeah, after. Yeah. And, and then, then Reigns is like, yeah. you just fucking did that. Yeah. But it's like, no, because they did it first, yeah. but he doesn't know that. It's just, that, yeah. it's just really, really it's cleverly really, written, like miscommunications, area, misunderstandings. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's really cool. And you're kind of waiting to like, well, is one of them going to go full heel? Is there going to be something that's going to happen? Like Reigns is just getting pushed to the edge. He's snapping. He's vicious. He's, he's a fucking killer. The way that they booked the start of that AJ and Reigns match, where just Reigns was just destroying AJ. It felt Lesnar-esque, yeah. where he was fucking leveling it. Yeah. And it was just like, whoa, this guy is yeah. on a rampage. Yeah, and that's yeah. how Reigns should be booked. Don't have him fucking smiling and laughing. I haven't seen him smile for weeks. Good. Yeah, good, good. I want to see that shit. I want to see Reigns killing people. And he is. It's always what I wanted. Well, there we go. So, so that's a new era. So that's our uh, that's our roundup of the sort of the three big things happening in WWE at the minute. Oh, by the way, and, and AJ did not carry range through that match. Anybody that says that is fucking stupid. Oh no, they they both were excellent performers, dude. It was brilliant. Okay. Um, up next is our headline segment for this episode, and uh, that is a little what if around Seth freaking Rollins. Um, so what if? He never got injured. What if he didn't fall to the Demon Kane uh, house show in, what was it, Newcastle or something like that? Hmm. Just an hour's drive from London. <laughs> <laughs> I love the memes that came out. It's like, Australia, <laughs> just an hour's drive from London. So, um, yeah, let's just recap. So, um, Rollins uh, was in a tables match with Kane. I believe so. Yeah. And tables he, match or, or it was involving a table, yeah, definitely. The spot was involving a table. He tried to do a sunset flip powerbomb. When he landed, um, he tore was it, he tore his quad, didn't he? 
No, we no. brought out his MCL ah, and his it. ACL. Yeah. A lot of people were saying it was just like Triple H's injury, which led to some confusion about what the injury actually was. Um, but there are two very, very... Like your kneecap, there's not a whole lot of muscle around there. Yeah. Your quad connects to your kneecap, but essentially when, like if you're doing squats at the gym, the reason that you keep your kneecaps aligned with your feet for the most part is so that you're not... Like you need to be very, very careful with your kneecap okay. because no, there's only two sense. tendons like with one either side. Okay. So buckling on your knee like that, the way he did where his ankle went in and his knee went that way, very, very easy to blow out an ACL okay. or an MCL. So, medical so meniscus. Medical meniscus. So he, he went down to Kane um, and had to drop the title instantly. He didn't appear on Raw to drop it. There was no angle involving it. It just got announced. And then the next night after, we had the Survivor Series yeah. tournament. Yeah. So, okay. So let's say that never happened. Um what would the Survivor Series main event have been anyway? So um, it was going to be Reigns versus Rollins. You think that because no, that was that was what it was. It was booked. No, I don't think it was. Yeah, it was booked. Was it? I'm sure it was booked because that was the reason that Reigns got by in the first round because he's already the number one contender. That's why Triple H was like, "Hey, you're the number one contender. I could just give you the championship right now." Uh, okay, right, okay. I know we're going back some months. Okay, so yeah. So it was booked already. Like okay, six months ago. So okay, Survivor Series. Um, I think Reigns would have gotten the belt anyway. I mean, yeah, I think so as well. That was the way that it seemed to be going. I remember not being very happy about it at the time. I think that Reigns' character uh, just he wasn't was in a bad at that place point. at that time. Yeah, and especially it was at, it was at this point that Rollins was really getting over with the crowd, and Reigns was still getting booed. So the chances are that yeah. Reigns was just going to get fucking booed horrendously. Slaughtered against Rollins, yeah. and. Rollins had just been putting on like just amazing matches. He was carrying the entire company. Yeah, ever I since felt he that won way the title. Well. I felt the same For a way. Good part of 2015, he carried the company. He had a would. massive program with Cena. Yeah, one at SummerSlam. Yeah, uh, he had two matches at Night of Champions. Yeah, one against Cena, one against Sting. Both yeah. of them were awesome. Yeah, this guy was wrestling pretty much every Raw, most Smackdowns as yeah. well, all, all the pay per views, all the house shows. Yeah, this guy was just on fucking fire. Yeah. and anybody who, when he won at Mania, was like, "Oh, Rollins, oh." was completely sharp yeah. because this guy was just killing it. And there's only so long you can have someone killing it before people start to respect you. When people respect you, you're not going to work out very well as a heel. Yeah. I mean, that's he, he did the classic heel babyface turn. He he just became too much of a badass. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and then like even his moveset started to be more high-flying again. Yeah, yeah. So you could see that there was more crowd-pleasing babyface moves in his moveset. Um, the dude... Just for the whole of that year, from the Royal Rumble 2015, just fucking slaughtered it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just killed Insane. it. It was it was Seth Rollins' year, no yeah. doubt. Well, he won Superstar of the Year at the Slammies. Yeah, and, so, and he deserved that. Yeah, so, and when he came out to accept that award, there was a massive pop for him. He was on crutches, obviously. Um, okay, so the so, dude is going to, I think he's going to have a real hard time being here when he comes back. I think, yeah, that Reigns probably still would have won. Interesting thing there is, if Reigns wins at Survivor Series, you have to believe that he'll probably retain it at TLC because they tend to do that. I don't think that they'd do a big change that close to the new year. Um, I, I think and that I don't there, think that Reigns' part of Reigns would have been... I would have thought it would be till Mania. Yeah, I, I think Reigns would have won it at Survivor Series. There would have been some kind of shenanigans that meant that he retained at TLC. I don't think he would have retained a clean against Rollins. No? No. No. 
because I think they would have wanted to keep Rollins booked strong because I think he would have gone on to win the Rumble. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, so that's one of the things that who who wins the Rumble. I think Rollins would have won the Rumble. I I mean, this is partly what I would have booked, but also and what I would have liked to have seen. Also, what I think might happen is I thought they were going to go for the Shield trip Threat Mania. Yeah, and it may have been it may have been um, Survivor Series setting up that you think Reigns is finally going to win, finally going to win. Rollins squirms out of it until Mania, and then you've got the Shield Triple Threat. Well, maybe the shenanigans at TLC somehow they might have involved Ambrose, and that Mm. turns Reigns and Ambrose relationships kind of sour. They move into a kind of a title program while Rollins is a way winning the Rumble, and then that all kind of comes to a head at Mania. Boom, triple threat. That's what I really would have liked to have seen. And I think it'll probably happen next year in Mania if everybody's healthy. I can't see Reigns going down the car particularly far. Mm -hmm. I think that the Undertaker match is probably pegged for Cena. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's what's going to happen next year. Would it have worked that well this year? So instead we had Reigns and Triple H, which ended up being... Awful. Awful. No. Awful. No. Oh, I did not enjoy it. It was fine. It was a, it was a good match. It was not okay. as good as Triple H's match with Ambrose. No. Nowhere near. Um, but the two of them, I think the match went too long. It was a long-ass match. It was, It's like yeah. half an hour. And the crowd was spent. Well, I don't blame them. I, I feel kind of sorry for, for Reigns and Triple H <laughs> going on that late after everything yeah. else has happened. All the emotion, the ups and downs, the length mm. of the event. And then the other thing is people like begin to leave. I might have said this on the podcast before. It was a point that I heard um, someone else say, and I thought it was a really interesting point, that people can now leave the arena and still watch the main event on their phone, on the network, as they're leaving. Yeah. So you're not missing anything. No. They can say, I'm going to beat the traffic, open up my phone. I'm watching it now. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. And <laughs> you can just be walking out of the arena with it happening behind you, watching it in front of you on your phone. Yeah. It's incredible that that can happen. But it also means for them that there was a lot of people that probably told you. I mean, think as well, by that point, how many times have you gotten up to go to for a piss? Yeah. You've got kids, think of how tired they're going to be. You know, how many times you've been to the concession stands? You know, you've been yeah. sat there all that time. Yeah, true. If you're true. that far up in the stands, you're like squinting to see what the hell's going on anyway. Um, it was a difficult position for anybody. Um, and I thought the match was okay, but instead of, yeah, that wouldn't have happened. Ambrose wouldn't have fought Brock. I thought the Ambrose-Brock match was a real kind of disappointment, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and Did then obviously Rollins it was, was injured. The triple threat match would have been really interesting. It does open up the discussion of what would have happened with Lesnar, though, because if Rollins isn't injured and you do have a triple threat match, and maybe we'll just go with that that prediction. Maybe, because it, there's so many different things that could happen. If we think that that's what's going to, that would have happened, why don't we run with that? Yeah, okay, cool. Right. Um, otherwise, we're going to get right down in like a, in a rabbit hole with this one. So, so where would Lesnar be then? Because this has so many implications to everything else. It's just a case well, of yeah, like... Yeah, because Brock was the champ last year and never got a rematch against Rollins. Well, he did, but it was, un- it was interrupted by Taker. Um, and then oh, yeah, moved, Battleground. They, yeah, and then they moved into that program together. So you've got to believe that if there's a program involving Rollins and Reigns and the title, Lesnar's going to be like, well, I, I have a stake in this. Last time I, yeah. those two guys were in the ring and the WWE belt was on the line, it was my belt. So yeah. I deserve to be in that match. So maybe you would have had the same triple threat as you had at Fastlane, Reigns, Lesnar, 
an Ambrose, mm -hmm. or maybe oh no. Or do you have a a rematch of last mm. year's Mania of sorts, but it's a triple threat match from the first bout from the get go? Yeah, it's very easy to get lost down a rabbit hole with this one, isn't it? I think yeah. I, I don't know what I mean. The thing is with Lesnar, you can just put him in a freaking program with anybody. He's just the attraction, isn't he? Like, yeah, I kind of wonder if um, if. If Lesnar was freed up for Mania this year, if you had had the Shield triple threat, maybe KO would have had his chance with Lesnar. Which is actually, by the way, hey, just yeah. as, as a side note, we, has anybody seen the card for Hawaii? That live show? That's insane. Yeah. Lesnar and KO, Oscar and Charlotte, and fucking John Cena versus Nakamura. That is just insane. Like, I would have watched that for Mania quite happily. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah mean, it I, I think that would have been a nice program for Brock for Mania, KO. That that would have been awesome. Just have a guy that that you just has the ability to be such a weasel. You just want to see him get his ass kicked, but it's still credible. Yeah, yeah. And KO is that. Yeah, because KO he's he's that unique kind of superstar. Where if you put him in a ring with Brock Lesnar, like okay, Ambrose versus Lesnar at Mania, we all knew, you know, Lesnar's yeah. gonna win. Yeah. If you put KO in the ring with Lesnar at Mania, like there would have been moments where you're like, oh, my. it would have been on the same kind of tension level as Brock versus Taker yeah. where you're like I don't know who's going to win this and yeah. you can just imagine the near falls after um, KO pulling out like his top rope kind of like yeah. spinning buster on Lesnar you and that's the thing you can oh just have God. KO just oh. most of his offense can be based on reversals yeah. and he can squirm run away he can kind of be heel he can you know he can poke Lesnar in the eyes and stuff yeah. like he can low blow and whatever it takes because that's KO and that would have worked quite well um, so if you had a triple threat match of Mania with the Shield, who do you see walking out of Mania with the title? Because I still see it as Roman Reigns. Yeah, I that, think the Roman Reigns was pegged to yeah. walk out of Mania with the championship regardless of what happened. Yeah, yeah. And I think that been... as a coronation, a moment of coronation for Reigns, it would have been better had it happened for the first time in Mania. Because part of my issue with Mania is that that crowned him as a three-time champion. Yeah, and then that's the I thing. I don't if, think that would have happened. If Reigns walked out of a shield triple threat with the belt, then that means Rollins joins the club of Rumble winners that go on to lose at Mania. Yeah, I'd kind of hope that Rollins would still be champion after Survivor Series. Reigns can kind of just enter the match somehow later on. They can just whatever. And Ambrose could have won the Rumble. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because I think that, that they were really they had the hand forced. I don't think they would have had Reigns in the Rumble. Nah, yeah, they didn't like, want that. This year, like he didn't win it this year. Everyone wanted Ambrose to win the Rumble. Yeah, this and it year. would have been really yeah. cool. Yeah. I think that's probably the way they would have gone with it. Yeah. It also raises the other question that um, some talent was brought up to fill the void for the injuries. Like there were some injuries. Cesaro was out. Obviously, Rollins down is what we're talking about. And I think that um, would AJ have come in at the Rumble? Would there have been such a push to get AJ there? Because in some respects, AJ, has, his athleticism yeah. in ring work is not that dissimilar to Rollins. Character-wise, not the same at all. He has filled the void, in, on a performance level at least, that Rollins has left. I mean, I think that AJ was hired to, to fill the Daniel Bryan void, personally. Yeah. I think that was the, the sole purpose. Void. Yeah, yeah, I think that was one of the, the main purposes for that. Um, but would it have... No, well, you know what? I think this is doing AJ Styles a discredit. I, I'm not saying he, it like he only got that chance. No of... name. Like, I think, yeah, I, I, I think it just worked out well for him. I don't want to paint him as a replacement for anyone. I just think he got in, excuse me, off of his own merit. Oh, no, no, I agree. I agree. But... But you think would it have been then? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, had Daniel Bryan not retired, that's not what we're doing today, But and Rollins wasn't injured, would AJ have had that shot? 
maybe, maybe not. Maybe they wouldn't have felt the need to have a guy who's such yeah. a prominent, but the thing a, is, though, I feel mainstream, like mainstream, a hardcore wrestling fan who's more undersized. You know, Rollins is not undersized. Rollins is straight size. All of these injuries have led to this quote unquote new era. Without the injuries, if you got to believe that WWE would not be scrambling to call up NXT roster people. NXT superstars. <laughs> <laughs> you can't believe that that wouldn't be happening if you still had Rollins and Cena and Brian up there on the card. If those three guys were up there hogging the mid, because Brian would have been a long-term IC title holder. He would have been all up in there with the mid card. Cena would have been all up in the mid card still with the US title scene. Or then, towards the top. Yeah, or towards the top again. you know. And then Rollins would still be up there at the top as well. Um that's a crowded card right there already. I don't think we'd be seeing people like Baron Corbin on the main roster, AJ Styles on the main. You know, that's my yeah, that's my point. Maybe Styles would have been in NXT. Yeah, had maybe Rollins not gone out. Maybe, maybe that's the way it would have gone. Yeah. Um, the other thing is interesting. Though Ambrose had such a resurgence of his stock in the company and yeah. his character during the time that Rollins was out injured, and you had that incredible main event between uh, Ambrose and Triple H yeah. at Roadblock. Such um, a good you had match. Ambrose getting over massively during that time. Would that have happened? Would he have had the opportunity to do that had yeah, Rollins not been injured? I, I don't think so. I mean, uh, when Rollins was just you know on the start of his babyface turn, right at the end of his title run, Ambrose was Reigns's lackey. Um, Ambrose sure. spent the the first third of 2015 feuding with Rollins himself, putting on some amazing matches at Elimination Chamber and Money in the Bank. Mm -hmm. Some incredible shenanigans going on in that match, all those matches. And we had Ambrose beating Rollins clean. I can't remember the, the loophole that meant that Rollins kept the belt, but Ambrose pinned Rollins 1-2-3, didn't he? Dirty Deeds 1-2-3. I cannot remember I'm trying to think. why Rollins ended up keeping the belt. I can't remember that. Um, but he did. DQ or something? Something maybe. like that. Um, but uh, anyway, he, so he was doing that at the beginning of 2015. And then he moved into Rain, Reigns and Wyatt's um, program as that kind of ballooned out to involve the Usos and Ambrose. And oh, then yeah, 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 Harpins yeah. and uh, Rollins. Harper. <laughs> 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 I had Rollins in my head. Harpins. <laughs> And then you had Harper and um, Strowman. You don't know what you're that. talking about. Um, so, so yeah, he, he was in the Reigns mix there. Um, Strowman's. Strowman's. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I don't think that... I was going to hurt Rowan. No, I, I do see that as well. I think that you're probably right on that note. Yeah. Okay, so... so Another point. So... The authority, right? So, okay, Rollins was distancing himself from Triple H and Steph. J&J Security have run their course and they are no longer uh, on TV um, by that point. But would you have had the the fall of the authority? Triple H hasn't been on TV since WrestleMania. You've got this new era with Shane and Steph now. Would you have had Shane return to fill in that Mania card slot? Would you have had the authority not be a prominent part of it if Rollins had still been there because he was the kingpin of the authority. He's like their centerpiece. So if he wasn't injured, would the authority have lasted longer because they still got Rollins' back? With Rollins being out of the picture, it forced Triple H to step into what I imagine would have been Rollins' position. Well, th th this is when it gets interesting. This is when you have to question whether if it was always the plan for Reigns to go over at Survivor Series, would that have ignited the fuse 
that would have, um, you know, caused the authority to crumble. Oh, and then Triple H versus Rollins. Yeah, Triple H Rollins at Mania, which was rumoured for a while. Yeah, Let's it was. Forget that. Yeah, it so was. That could have, you know, Reigns could have gone on to face somebody else for the title at Mania. Who would that have been? If Triple it H could have been a Brock rematch. Yeah, yeah, true. Maybe it would have been that. Um, maybe it would have been Ambrose, Brock, Rollins, triple threat, who knows? Yeah. But I think, now that we think about it, I, I think that Reigns would have gone over at Survivor Series, Triple H would have been like, because they, they had that time before Battleground where, where they were like, you know, don't crack under the pressure, the pressure is here while the, uh, Lesnar's music hits. So Triple H would have been like, look, I can't oh, count. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I can't yeah, count on you to get the job done. You're, you're not good enough. You are not the champion we thought you are. Causes the implosion of the authority and then Rollins and Rollins turns babyface. Rollins turns babyface against Triple H has his crowning moment because Triple H, I think, would have would have laid down for Rollins. Definitely, Rollins would have gone over at Mania. Well, he, he laid down for Reigns, so he's going to lay down for Rollins. Um, and that would have been that, and that would have been Rollins' ascension as a top babyface. So, so that, that there's that as well. Okay, so 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 that's the what well, ifs of what would have happened. Has, well, it's it's. It's such a rabbit hole. I know, I know. So, so, so that's what would have, would have happened possibly if he hadn't have been injured. So, let's just cap this all off with um, a few brief thoughts about how we think his return might go down. So, the minute he's filming a WWE Studios film, apparently he's all but medically cleared to wrestle. So, he could be coming back any point over the next couple of months. How do you oh, think he's going to go down? I like <laughs> saving returns for big events. So for me, SummerSlam seems like a great reason to do that. I mean, take a return of Battleground last year. I know, I hated it. <laughs> so, I wouldn't have had that. Um, well, because the thing I think, is, right, Rollins has to be have, back by SummerSlam. That's the thing. You can't have him return at SummerSlam because you've got to believe... You had Triple H return at SummerSlam once. True. That went out all right. But Booker did he T? return? No, no, that no was he his return match, not an unannounced return. No, he returned. No, it wasn't unannounced. The match was announced, and he returned. Like, tri- like, uh, tri- like, tri- like, no, 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 you're making it worse. Don't make it worse. Uh, like, Taker at 31 <laughs> with Bray. Yeah, yeah. Well, he hadn't been on TV. He returned at Mania for the match. Okay, right. Yeah. So maybe Rollins can do that. Or maybe you just maybe there's there's too many stars that have been caught out. Maybe there's there's too much going on. And you're not going to be able to resolve the current storylines before then, and you have whoever is the champion uh, closing out SummerSlam. Yeah, happens. And then Rollins comes out and he's like just clapping or something in a suit, and you're like, "Ha, huh, shit, shit me." Yeah. And then Rollins is just like, "No, I think he's going to come boom, out." Boom, pedigree. Yeah, he's is, he gonna, do... is he going to have the pedigree when he comes back? Yes, yes, I think so. You think so? I think so. Unless he's come up with a new finisher. I, I hope so. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of enjoyed him with the pedigree after I do as well, but because of the association with Triple H. Yeah, I kind that. of feel like if, if that's run its course, he needs his own thing. I don't want him to be borrowing things from other people. True, um, true. You can, okay. you can use it every now and again. What's the problem yeah. with that? I miss the curb stomp. I think it's a real shame. And I think well, the, got... the logic behind banning it doesn't really fly because their logic is we don't want kids doing that in the playground. Oh, but you're okay with kids tombstoning each other. Yeah, tombstones, <laughs> DDTs, power bombs, crazy and... top rope flips and yeah. things and coup de gras. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. 
I mean, a kid can really fucking break their coccyx with a coup de gras. Yeah. So. Also, make another kid's stomach explode. <laughs> no, they're doing like thin battle of your coccyx injury. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I I don't know. I I can't see him just walking out and uh, I don't. I just I don't know. Who would he get involved with if he's going to come back? Because I would rather it be someone fresh. I wouldn't want him to just go into a program with like Ambrose or Reigns. It depends if he's babyface or heel. If he's babyface, you got to think maybe Kevin Owens. Oh dear lord. Oh my god, that's such a good so one. Um, Lesnar's going to be back at some point this year. Uh, maybe SummerSlam is a good time for Lesnar to come back. Maybe. Maybe um, you set up for Lesnar and yeah, Rollins at SummerSlam. And, and give them a really competitive match. Maybe Rollins is the guy that beats Lesnar. And then that sets him up. That's his arrival. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like he's going to go back to kind of where he was, where you got Rollins and Reigns. It's unfinished business, it's, yeah. it's where they left off. But you might have a role reversal now where Rollins is a legit babyface. He's yeah. badass, he can come out and he doesn't have to be kind of like kissing up to the fans and whatever, he can still be himself. And it depends if Reigns ends up embarking on some sort of heel turn or if it is program by program and his character is just this this hardened badass character and it depends who he's like in there with. doing or not is up to you. Yeah, yeah. and it just depends yeah. who he's in there with and, and the, the kind of the way that they're, they're putting the context for the overall feud. Yeah. Maybe that's how they're going to go with it. It's really difficult. There's so many potential opponents for Rollins right now, and there's also the potential for Finn Balor to come up. There's just so many people that Rollins could be involved in a program with. And this is why it's really Rollins cool. Rollins and like, KO, Rollins and Styles, Rollins and Nakamura. Fucking hell. Yeah. Oh I mean, my I mean, God. even Rollins and Zayn. Rollins and Zayn. Rollins and Reigns didn't even really ever finish. They had the, the kind of the mini feud where Reigns had, had injured his hernia. And then, had the hernia. let's not forget about the injuries that we've got at the minute. Like, yeah, Cena's um, coming back. Cena's coming back. Like, I'd be so up for one more match between those guys. That's fine. If it's, like, far enough in the future. Yeah, then... I totally dig that feud. Yeah. I um, think they've got great chemistry. So and I'm... also, there's other workers like Harper. If he ever breaks out on his own again. Dude, Bray versus yeah, Rollins Bray versus, would be very cool. Oh, my God. And people like Neville as well. When they had that title, when he did his yeah. heavyweight title invitational, and Neville, like, yeah. almost got the three count. Didn't Rollins, like... Didn't Rollins like botch putting his foot up on the ropes or something? It's like, kind of like scrambled for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just touched it. And everyone was like, did Neville just fucking win the belt on Raw? Yeah. Like, oh my God, yeah. that's such a good match. There, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of potential there for some really interesting feuds. And this is kind of like as, as bad as it is that Rollins got injured when he did. Um, well, bad and good because it, it, it's just like when Triple H got yeah. injured. You go out on top. You come back in straight on top. People yeah. are fucking frothing for your return. Yeah, yeah. and the but... thing is, there's been such an influx of new talent, like we spoke about with this new mm. era, that by the time Rollins returns, and it's almost the same with Cena, because he's been out since kind of a similar time frame, to be fair. Yeah. Because he went out filming for after Hell in a Cell in October, then he came back very briefly, hurt yeah. his shoulder, and he's been out. Yeah. Since Rollins and Cena were at SummerSlam last year, fucking hell has the landscape changed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're going to come back out and they're going to be like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. Fucking hell. You and know, I haven't been gone that long. Look yeah. at everything that's happened. It's going to be good. Right, well, uh, that, that's that then. I mean, we, we've, yeah. we've talked about a lot here. Um, oh, I have to, before we finish, uh, non-stop, Sophie talks about a S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion. I tell her, just fucking watch the network. <laughs> yeah. It ain't going to happen yet. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't want it to ever happen. Ever? No. It will happen. Well, maybe right. Okay. It I will don't... happen once they've all been world champions. Is what I think. Okay. Maybe it happens for some kind of like Survivor Series style, like a one-off. They're not coming back as like an extended Shield 2.0 program. I would hope not. They will. It might be 10 years from now, but it's WWE. Alright, that's fine. Just not, like, next yeah. year. Do you know why? Do you know why they're coming back? What? For wrestling. <laughs> this is... So, um, when, was it when we were watching Payback? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we were talking about, oh, why does this happen? Why does this happen? And then Jamie said, well, because it's pro wrestling. And now that, that that's the justification. Don't think about it too much. Yeah. Whenever why? there's something that you don't agree with or you don't know why it's happening, just remember, pro wrestling. Why Why is Coco Beware in the Hall of Fame? Pro wrestling, man. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Hall of Fame based on scripted matches. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's in there. Why Why is every yeah, wrestler that's in the ring with No Way Jose not just blindsiding him every time he just spins around? Because pro wrestling, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, I like No Way Jose. I don't want to see him get blindsided. The, dude, the dude's got moves. The dude, that... You, you, you've never done this in your life. No. 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 <laughs> what right do you have? Who do you think you are? <laughs> right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed our little uh, Rollins rundown and uh, everything that's going on with uh, WWE and NXTNA at the minute. Yeah. And um, the important thing to take away from this week is if you think of any really good puns, tell them. Tell them to people. You're brightening up their day. And that's a really important gift. That's a gift that you can give people uh, through wordplay. And if you think the syntax of the sentence can be improved by... Just swap it around. Yeah. And then take credit for it. And then claim it as your And own. that's okay. That's not plagiarism. That's uh, inspirating. That's inspirating? Inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> Taking inspiration. Do you want to swap my sentence around again? I can't remember what you said. All right, okay. we'll see you soon. Goodbye, guys. Bye.